coming at you from the EBITDA Growth System Studios, looking out at the beautiful Rocky Mountains. My name is Dave Gapkiewicz, and I'm with Mike Watkins, and we want to welcome you to the Making Business Profitable podcast. This podcast is brought to you by EBITDA Growth Systems, where we guarantee to double the value of your company within three years or give you your money back. Good day, Dave. Good day, Michael. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You know, I got a story to tell. I, I just can't wait. You know, I get concerned when you uh, when you offer up a story. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all we do is uh, help people. We travel around and help people. So, <laughs> most of my escapades, you're alongside me, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So... That's why I get concerned when you uh, <laughs> offer up a story. Come on. So uh, we had a couple of gentlemen, uh, we'll call them gentlemen, I use the term loosely if you know what I'm talking about, um, but we were traveling with them the other, the other week and boy, these guys, they, they want to play this game called Euchre. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, oh, Michael, Michael's like, Euchre? Is that what you, is somebody throwing up in a corner? What's, what's, what's Euchre? <laughs> you know? And uh, so I, uh, I gave Mike like a 15 second crash course on Euchre and said, let's go. And the first game, first game Mike and I lost and these guys were so loud about gloating and just beating us. And mind you, they beat us by one point in our very first game. Remember it was, it was nine to nine and they, and they won the 10th point. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, the next game came around and old Mike Watkins came out and he was feeling it and we beat those guys and we loved it and they were they were quiet. Uh, these they guys were quiet. these guys were <laughs> self proclaimed masters at Euchre. So I mean they, they were talking trash. But you know, it's all about getting some cards. Moral of the story, don't ever give Mike and I a challenge because we will win. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, Mike, what's what's today's... Uh... So, today's topic is part three of our turnaround story, and we're going to be talking about execution, and we're going to use a little different format. Uh, the format we're going to use, because Dave has forgotten more than most people know about executing in a, in a manufacturing environment, so I'm going to, I'm going to be the moderator, and he's going to be the uh, panel of one. And uh, we'll work through the content that way. I think I think that's going to be fun. And uh, what do you think about that, Dave? Let's go. All right. So we talk about execution. Um, it, it is a lot of different components, but we're going to talk specifically about uh, manufacturing the, the plan associated with manufacturing on the production floor, and then also uh, as it relates to engineering and, and quality. So. Let's start start with the the production floor, right? And uh, I want to ask you the first question, which is, how would you define um, execution on a production? As it relates to manufacturing, I think three words that define uh, execution. Number one is you have to have flow. Parts have to flow through your process. Tasks have to flow through departments. Um, and then second thing is you have to have throughput and you have to have utilization and you have to couple those two. A lot of people get wrapped around the actual efficiency. Efficiency is very important. You want to measure, you know, how you perform against your quotes and understand what efficiency. 
but you can get a really efficient on one hour and your efficiency point, your efficiency point or report look awesome. And you had seven hours of nothing but one great hour. And you're measuring that hour and saying, man, you did a great job. But in essence, somebody took a break for seven hours, only worked one hard hour. So no throughput then. There's no throughput. And then therefore, there's no utilization of the equipment or the personnel. So those three words really define uh, execution, flow, throughput, and utilization as it pertains to manufacturing. So we talk about the plan in um, manufacturing. Um, really talking about the production schedule, is that correct? That's right. And so tell me a little bit more about you know what that looks like, uh, a, a well-oiled production schedule. A well-oiled production schedule is always accurate and complete. It has to be accurate, has to be complete. In order to be accurate and complete, you have as your order intake has to be tight. So when orders come in, they need to be confirmed quickly, they need to be entered, and you need all the paperwork generated in a tight manner, on time, and then it needs to be deployed to the production floor in an on-time manner as well. So in order to do that, everything gets loaded into the schedule in a timely manner, and the documents get created, or the electronic file gets created that people log in, log on to, and then you have your, your screen with all your jobs on it. And therefore, you can execute to a schedule because it's always up to date and on time. And then it's up to, to the team to, to execute against that schedule. That's right. And the way that happens is communication, whether you're using a system that automatically flags what's coming up next or whether you have a supervisor or leads, that communication has to go up and down that chain uh, to execute. And to do that, uh, I always start begin with Gemba at the beginning of the day. I go through Gemba, make sure we're supporting our teammates, make sure they have, they have everything they need and the communications happening there, and then hearing them and listening and being able to execute on what they need to support. The majors have to support the team, and that takes execution too. They can't say, hey, machine number three is down with because this tool is sideways, and I asked for it six weeks ago, but I never got it, and this program's off. Management's like, yeah, okay, I'll get to it when I get to it. No, management has to, they gotta get to it. Um, if in a manufacturing floor, if things aren't being assembled, if things aren't being made, if chips aren't happening, you are holding your people up. You owe it to your people to execute. And it takes a certain amount of energy and drive to make sure that stays that way. So this production schedule, um, is it set at the beginning of the day and then that's it? You know, and then the next day you do it again? Or, I mean, how often do you review the, the schedule? The schedule should be looking at that schedule all the time, but it should be a 30 to 60 day schedule. Okay, very good. So it shouldn't be a daily schedule. It should be 30 to 60 days and you review it daily. Make sure, and you're measuring that your output is what the scheduled output is, what the scheduled output is supposed to be. And, and how you do that is you always make sure your queue times are accurate. You make sure your efficiency rates in your schedule are accurate. And so that way your output is smoothed and you're outputting what you need to. That's part of the continuous improvement process as it relates to the production schedule then. Uh, those inputs are get tuned? It is continuous improvement, but everybody's job is continuous improvement. Sure. It's part of managing the schedule. There, there's such a thing as having a schedule, and then a different thing is managing that schedule. You have to manage. Okay, so how do, uh, you know, we talked about flow, throughput, and utilization. How does that apply to the engineering and quality organization within a, a manufacturer? Great question. Um, you have to have 
as you have engineering quality and you have a plan, say if you have a new product coming in the door, you have a plan that uh, certain paperwork, whether it's validations or whether it's you have to build a process, a program, you have to order certain tools and they have to be made and, inst and instituted in the process. You have to test them. And once you test them, you might have uh, a certain validation that you have to hit. Um, you have to might have to reach a certain capability on that on that process and you have to prove that out before you launch it in production. So in order to do that, you have a flow and from one milestone to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. And so to do that, you have to have every project has to flow through engineering, has to flow through quality. And that's your throughput from the time projects come in the door, go into the engineering department and then go out of the engineering department into production. That is your throughput. How many projects are you putting through your team a month? Now, it may not be by the minute. You know, in production, it's like, hey, I, I need to make 15 parts an hour. In engineering, it's like, I need to put 10 projects through my department a month. Well, tell me why is it that uh, the folks in engineering specifically, and probably in quality as well, uh, think that a, a list of things to do is a, is a project plan? What, you know, what's the difference between the two? Well, one's a plan and one's nothing but a list. I mean, sure, I go sure. to the grocery store with a list. It doesn't tell me what aisle to start in. It doesn't tell me how much I have to spend. It doesn't tell me how many pieces I need to put in a basket in a certain amount of time. It doesn't tell me when I'm going to get to my car. It doesn't tell me when I need to get that list of groceries home. Um, it doesn't step through. So what happens is you wind up without that plan. A list is nothing a list. So I'll go into the grocery store with a list. Do I ever come out of the grocery store with just my list? No, man. I walk by the Rice Krispie Treats. And I'm like, I want some of those. I'm going to add this to it. Those are really, really bad for you, Dave. And then, and then sometimes I get the famous Amos cookies okay, for you, a, right? That's okay. <laughs> so, but they're not on the list, right? So if you, all you have is a list and you're just going through life, you wind up putting sparkly... I have, a, I have a good friend and a, and a guy I look up to who says, you put shiny things, shiny, spinny things on it, right? Yeah. Because yeah. why not? You don't have a time frame. Sure, sure. Yeah, and, and you wind up putting all kinds of unnecessary time and unnecessary waste. You may work hard at getting nothing done. Yeah, and I think that's an important point. Uh, you know, as it relates to project plan, it's, it's not a list. A plan has milestones. A, B, C, D, E. What time those milestones are going to be reached? And you can't hold anybody accountable to a list. Bingo. That's, that's, that's the key concept there. And you, you speak of holding the engineers accountable. You speak of holding the managers accountable. You speak of holding the, um, the workforce accountable. Uh, that's a big deal as it relates to execution. You can't have execution without accountability because production, engineering, quality, um, a business will go amok if you don't make sure that you're reviewing these plans with if you're a manager an owner a general manager and you have people working for you you need to have one-on-ones and in those one-on-ones you need to see what your people are doing so you're plugged in and you know so you can answer to the customer right sure and not only that you need to say okay you said this was going to be done i'm going to pick a date december 5th and it's december 6th why'd you miss it Okay, the final project's due on December 31st, the end of the year. So what are you going to do to make up that day you just lost? 
because not making up that day is unacceptable. So what are we going to do here? What's your contingency plan? How do you deal with that? Yep, another plan and how you're going to make it work. And if there's if there's paperwork around that plan, people get tired of putting together contingency plans. Yeah, and it's been our experience too that uh, you know when we start talking about daily meetings, um, daily gimbal walks, uh, that's a cultural change because for a lot of companies, we don't have time to do that. We don't that's have time right. to do a daily walk, but we have time to whack everything and try to do it over again. That's we, right. Right? And uh, same thing with uh, project planning. Holding people accountable means reviewing the plan and saying, where are we at? And so many of these small, medium-sized companies don't feel like they have time to review the plans. And it's amazing. It, blow, it blows me away. So, And one thing, managers think managing is doing for all their employees. Drives me crazy. So if I'm a manager over over a business unit, or I'm a, I'm a manager, I'm, I'll pick on engineering. I love picking on engineering. And any engineers that have ever worked for me know I love to pick on engineering because I like things to flow. And engineers love to think because that's where that's where design and miracles happen, right? When you really get to think. Sure. Sometimes thinking slows things down when you need to execute. So not ever telling you not to think, by the way. But if you're an engineering manager and you have a programmer and you hire a programmer that's a good programmer and you hired them for their programming expertise, why would you go tell that programmer exactly how to program in the in the in the weeds? Why would you do that? Yeah, it's a good way to run off a really good programmer. Yeah, because yeah. pro- a good programmer can get a job anywhere, right? So oh, I think one of the things you do, you say you're a good programmer. This is your milestone. You have to have this program done by July fifteenth or July eighteenth, right? July eighteenth or July. Uh, if you're a good manager, the week before that, you're talking to him. Hey, you still on task? Absolutely. You have to have you have to have the one on one with your employee. If you have an employee, you need to have one on one to touch base. Hey, these are the projects. You have these four projects. You have these four milestones that are due next week. How are you measuring up? Where are you at? These are four milestones you have this month. How are you doing? Where are you at? It's not your job to go do that program for them. It's your job to hold them accountable, and it's their job to say, Hey, Mister Engineering Manager. I'm having trouble. Can you help me with this? Absolutely. Try this out. If you want to quote something, because engineering manager is typically very involved in the quote. If the engineering manager says, hey, I uh, I quote this to machine this this way or manufacture or assemble it this way. This is how I saw it. This is how I quoted it. What do you think? Let's talk about this. And I think that feedback back and forth, but it should happen in the quoting process as well, right? Sure, but that's you know that's professional development. Yes, that's job enrichment. Right. That is uh, making sure that you don't do five years, one year, five times. Yes, um, absolutely. But you don't. Nobody learns anything unless they get to think. You have sure. to create thought. Sure. To create thought, you have to give them an apple. Don't tell them how to eat it. Sure. Well, the definition of manager is. Someone who gets things done through others. Yes. Not doing things for others to make it happen your way. No, because when you're doing the job of your employees, then they have to go out and park cars or something because they don't have work to do. You're doing your work for them. Right. So. I mean, it's it, it's just, uh, and, I, and I love engineering managers and engineers. I love working with them, and I love hearing the different ideas. But an engineer that's enabled to think on their own terms you know, you got to come to work. You got to do your thing, right? Whether it's remote or anything, and hopefully those guys bring their A game every day. But an engineer allowed and empowered to do their job and just have a date to meet 
is really neat to watch what happens as far as people developing. Well, absolutely. And so, you know, we talk about culture and, and uh, culture each strategy for breakfast. Um, so it starts with the culture. And then, and then we talk about uh, ending up with execution. And I think execution is probably the number one leadership trait. Um, you know, having the ability to articulate a vision is important, but I think the ability to execute on the vision is where the rubber meets the road. Otherwise, you could just be a kook. You could have a great vision and never get anywhere. Are you okay if I rant about this for a second? If you rant about execution? Yeah. Sure, Dave. Execution, when you have a plan and, and project planning, whether it's production, whether it's engineering quality, whether it's front office, back office, regardless of what it is, you have to be able to take your tasks and prioritize them. If you can't prioritize your work, you really need to start there. You can't build a plan unless you know how to prioritize. You can't even know what project plan to start on without knowing what the priority is. And if you don't know how to do that, you need to get with your manager and and figure out, hey, what are the hot priorities and get that direction. If you're the manager and you're at the very top and you don't know how to prioritize, you need to learn how to prioritize. It's amazing the statistic around leaders that don't understand how to prioritize sure sure and you cannot execute without being able to prioritize no i think i think a lot of people not well um you know we we said 14 percent of people are naturally good at managing others 86 percent of those aren't good at it so they have to be trained but managing people requires time energy and it really requires a commitment that many people don't have i mean we start talking about daily meetings when we talk about follow-through, when we talk about holding people accountable, that's, that's sausage being made. It's hard work. But if you're going to be successful at execution, you gotta, you got to engage that way. It's, uh, execution is the gas in the motor. You can build a beautiful car, but if you have no gas, that car will never go anywhere. And execution is whether it's, you know, 83 octane or, or turbocharged at 101 octane race fuel. That's your execution. And everybody needs to understand that when they have a business, all about executing and while you execute, having the flow, having the throughput, having that utilization of all your pieces of equipment up as high as it can go. That's where profit comes from. You can have a beautiful plan and you can have a beautiful strategy and you can have a beautiful culture. Beautiful culture, you know what they want to do, Mike? Well, um, I know where you had it, and not necessarily. You know, a beautiful culture, like the culture in our company, is uh, winning, right? And winning means we're making money because we're for profit. Look at you. You're going to go, there can be a bad culture too, right? There, oh, gosh. I had a bad culture. <laughs> if you don't, if you're not intentional, you're going to end up with a bad culture. That's that's the bottom line. But I would call a beautiful culture a culture that wants to succeed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to succeed, you want to execute. So if you have a room full of people that are that are in it and they want to win and the best team you could ever find, you know what they want to do? They're chomping at the bit to get out there in the field, and they want to go and they want to win. They want to win for themselves. They want to win for their teammate. They want to win for their owners, their managers. They want to win for the entire team. And if you have that ball of energy, you have to execute because executing is how you win. And when you win, it feels good and everybody's supercharged 
and your culture continues to climb. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. Oh, yes. You know. And then your strategy falls in place and you look back. You know, this turnaround story, I could not be more proud of these ladies and gentlemen. I, I, I just can't because these guys, they'll come up to the front and say, hey, I'm missing something. I need this done. But it's two jobs ahead. I don't have a machine down yet, but I see something. And then a manager turns around and says, I hear you. Let me help you out. Or another manager might have had a bad night and snapped at that person for a second and then turn around and say, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, these are humans, yeah. But you have this, you have this, you have this thing where, uh, like it or not, I did something a little different uh, with this leadership team. The last day of the month, I pulled everybody out and we we took a day and we, we had a little event, right? We still beat our goal by... Well, what, 20%? It's like 18 to 20%. We beat our monthly goal. And everybody wasn't at the docks trying to get things done at the end of the month. Which is the modus operandi, right? You right. Know, you know, we don't do anything for 19 days and then you, you yeah. don't get to go home for the next two days. Because it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. For, it's hard on everybody. Sure, sure. But you are always got to do this. And when we're watching these people execute, we're seeing... We're seeing earned hour targets of 110, but people typically hit like 45, and now they're hitting 110. You know, we have earned hours across a facility of 450, and all of a sudden they're hitting 711 with 20 less people than what they had. You have something like that happening. That's execution. You want to talk about a turnaround story. You want to talk about a team that's cohesive. You want to talk about a team that pulled together to build a strategy. You want to talk about a team that gets out there every day and they're coming in early and they're staying late or they're just getting 10 hours of work in an eight-hour day. They're having a good attitude. They're having fun. They're winning. You know what? That's a turnaround story. In the last four months of Mike and I's journey with this uh, with this company we've been so blessed to be a part of and just help them out, um, hats off to all the individuals there that pulled together and made this happen because they insisted on winning. For them, their families, their teammates, and it's really, really neat to have watched this come together. And all I can say is, you know what, Mike? I think we're on to something with what we teach people. Right on, Dave. Right on, Mike. We at EBITDA Growth Systems do what we do to impact lives through improving business performance. To get access to our content or engage us in any way, you can reach our contact page or any of our information on our website at www.ebitagrowthsystems.com.